Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Najee E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime. And you can reach us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode, and it is entitled, The Fruit of the Spirit. The Fruit of the Spirit. And as always, I'd like to read the promotional material to lay that foundation, and then we'll go ahead and get started with our uh, discussion for today. So the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us the power we need to reject those old sinful desires. The fruit of the Spirit will produce Christ-like characteristics. When we are led by the Spirit and walk with the Spirit, we can say no to sin and accept the way out God faithfully provides. We must follow the Holy Spirit's leading. As we give the Spirit more control of our lives, he begins to do in and through us what only he can do. He shapes us and grows us to produce much fruit for God's kingdom. We are ambassadors for Christ. Well, during our last episode, we talked about spiritual gifts. And this week, I want to go deeper and talk about another area in the lives of believers where the Holy Spirit manifests himself, and that would be through the fruit of the Spirit. So just a quick review of the spiritual gifts. We know that spiritual gifts are freely given by God to each believer, and the spiritual gifts truly are a blessing, and it allows us or it gives us the ability uh, to uh, to you know, and through the power of the Holy Spirit to do uh, God's bidding and to do God's work. So why? Why do we have spiritual gifts? Well, we are to bless the body of Christ and others and to glorify God. Spiritual gifts are divinely bestowed upon individuals and cannot be manifested by self, can't be earned or merited. Our gifts are most effective when operated through the power of the Holy Spirit in and motivated by love. So spiritual gifts uh, are, are an expression of the Holy Spirit, and, uh, and that happens with every individual believer. Uh, and we are empowered to serve the body of Christ in the church. And a good list of the gifts, the spiritual gifts, and the roles that God has given can be found in Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8, and then in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 through 10, and then also verses 28 through 30, and then also look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, and then 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 9 through 11. So today I want to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. 
And as believers in Christ, Christians are given the Holy Spirit to lead them and empower them. And in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So we know the Holy Spirit came, and every believer has the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit enables us to overcome the flesh. So as believers, now we become a new creation in Christ Jesus. So let's look at Galatians chapter 5, and we're going to look at verses 16 through 21. Galatians chapter 5, 15, 16, excuse me, through 21. This is a new international version. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what it is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, verse 20 says, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and then verse 21 says, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. And it goes on to say, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So there's this warring that goes on. And, you know, the flesh is our old nature, And the old nature is at war with the new creation in Christ Jesus. The spirit and the flesh have different appetites, and this is what creates the conflict. The key is to surrender our will to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit writes God's law on our hearts so that our desires in him, excuse me, our desire is to obey him in love. In Psalms 40, verse 8, it says, I delight to do thy will, O God, yea, thy law is within my heart. So being led by the Spirit and walking in the Spirit are the opposites of yielding to the desires of the flesh. Christ said we are known by our fruit. The Greek word translated fruit refers to the natural product of a living thing. The Apostle Paul mentions the fruit of the Spirit that Christians should work to cultivate in their heart and mind. Paul used fruit to help us understand the product of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of every believer. The fruit of the Spirit is produced by the Spirit, not by the Christian. And the Greek word is singular, showing that fruit is a unified whole, not independent characteristics or parts. So as we grow, all of the characteristics of Christ will be manifested in our lives. So maybe you might ask, so what good living fruit should the Spirit produce in the Christian's life? Well, in the book of Galatians, 
Paul lists nine specific behaviors and or dispositions which speaks to one's character. And that list is found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. So we're going to pick up right where we left off when we read Galatians 5, 16 through 21. That listed all of the things that would not inherit the kingdom of God. But in Galatians 5, 22, 23, the New International Version, it reads, But the fruit, that's singular, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Verse 23 picks up and says, gentleness and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Wow. Okay. So, all of what was listed in Galatians 22, 23, those are the results of the work of the Holy Spirit in a Christian's life. The purpose of the fruit of the Spirit is to enable a person to have a sense of well-being so he or she can be at optimum productivity uh, as a human being. Think of it this way. It's the evidence of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. I have a few scriptures that I want to share. I shared um, already Acts chapter 1 and uh, verse uh, 8 with you. And then I also read Galatians 5, 16, 21, uh, Galatians chapter 5, chapter 5, verses 16 through 21, excuse me. And then I want to read to you, uh, see, where do I want to go from here? I want to read Hebrews chapter 10, and we're going to look at verses 14 through 17, and this is the New International Version. Uh, For by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. For he says, verse 16, This is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. Verse 17 says, then he adds, Their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. And then again in Psalm 40, verse 8, the New International Version, it says, I delight to do thy will, O God, yea, the law is within my heart. And then if we go to Matthew chapter 12, verse 33, the New International Version, it says, make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For the tree is recognized by its fruit. So as believers, we're supposed to produce much fruit, and it's, it's living fruit, you know, not, not dead works, but living fruit. And so we have to guard the word of God in our hearts and our mind, and we have to yield our own spirit to the Holy Spirit so that the fruit of the spirit can manifest, that those characteristics can manifest in our lives. Let's take a look at 1 Corinthians, and I'm going to read you an entire chapter, and that's going to be chapter 3. I just want you to hear this. Are we beginning to command ourselves again, or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everybody. You show that you are a letter from Christ. 
the result of our ministry, written spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence we have through Christ before God. Verse 5 says, now that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit lives, gives life. So now if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of his glory, transitory though it was, verse 8 says, will not the ministry of the spirit be even more glorious? If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison to the surpassing glory. And if what was transitory came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Verse 13 says, we are not like Moses, who would pull, put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the ends of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, freedom. And we all, who with, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. We are uniquely gifted through God's divine power. The indwelling Holy Spirit equips us to bear much fruit and to walk in the Spirit. Our lives should demonstrate God's goodness, mercy, and grace. He has not only gifted us with salvation, but through the fruit of the Spirit, which can live a, and with the fruit of the Spirit, we can live a full life of love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And with that, I want to say may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you.